Hello, everyone, and welcome to High Tech on Life. This is Ryan. Today, I thought we'd talk a little bit about how I view personal tech and how I see it integrating with my life and uh, how you guys might also see it. And and what do you use tech for? Like, what's what makes you search out these new items and things that you want in your life? Like, when you see a new product, what is it about it that makes you want to get it? Is it the coolness factor? Is it some way that you can see integrating into your house or into uh, into your drive to work each day or how it might help out your family or your spouse or so forth and so on. So first off, you know, tech today is amazing. There are so many things that are coming out these days and not too many people argue that point. I mean, it just boggles the mind what we can do. You know, it's made us more connected uh, to everyone even if we don't want to be necessarily. Uh, but it's also enriched our lives. I think it's made us it's made us more connected to the world and and obviously news comes to us faster. I mean, who except for, you know, our parents even subscribe to a newspaper? You know, walking out every morning to have to pick up your newspaper to read yesterday's news. Now the way I look at it is will this in some way affect my life enough that it's worth buying? And do I want to buy it right away? Or do I want to wait for it to be on the market for a while, have some other people review it, see how they like it, and if it actually will fit what I want to do? I think over the past 10 years, the way I view new tech has changed. See, when I was younger, it was all about the newest thing. It was all about getting the next thing. It was, I want that because it's cool. And it's what everybody else wants. So if I have it and they don't, well, in their face. The main example I point out for that is the original iPhone. Because it was revolutionary. No one had done that before, at least to that extent. And it was the next thing, obviously. We've seen that since then. It, it was the biggest shift in mobile computing that we have really seen up to this point. Because as soon as they announced that, everyone else started a copy. And really, same with the iPad, too, because there were other tablets out there that were very capable of doing things, but they had really clunky software and hardware integration that didn't really meet up very well or interact well with each other. But throughout these past 10 years, I have looked at it more as I don't necessarily need the next big thing. I don't need the best thing. I don't need to rub it in someone's face. It's not about that. It's about how cool it would it be to do that. How will that make my life more efficient? And let's be honest, a little more comfy, cozy, lazy kind of thing. But there's two things that I look for nowadays when I'm, when I'm scoping out something to buy. One, it should be easy to set up. It should be simple and to the point. And after that setup process, it should be invisible. I shouldn't even really know it's there. I should be able to access it when I need it, and then it should just go away. Now, we've all experienced that where we get something new, and it is just a pain in the butt to set up. And it's very difficult, and we wonder, why do we even purchase this? 
because now it's making our life more difficult. No one wants that. No one wants to make their life more difficult. And one example that is blaring in my profession is in audio production for many years. I mean, ever since they started recording to some sort of medium, it has been big, clunky gear, massive mixing consoles and big tape machines and took forever to edit and cut tape and do all this stuff to make a final product. Well, right now, I am recording into my computer on a little box with a microphone. And I can go in and chop up and edit whatever I want. And those mixing consoles, for like a live concert or something, you used to have a 500-pound mixing console, and now you can do the exact same thing with a 15-pound controller and a computer. Hence, the laziness and the comfort and the ease of use. I really like the whole mind over muscle thing, especially when it comes to large amounts of equipment. There are two big examples in my personal life at home that I think kind of encompass this idea, but more on a convenience factor. It is very convenient to have these things in our home. The first one is some type of smart thermostat. I think the big one that hit the market was the Nest. That's what we ended up getting. And we have absolutely loved it. It is by far the best thing we've gotten for our home. Now here in Utah, we have this weird time of year. It happens in the spring and the fall. It's the time of year where you just can't get your house to the right temperature. The sun comes up and it's been cold. Your house is nice and cool from the night before. And the sun comes up and starts to heat it up. But it's really chilly in the morning, so you want to turn on the heat. And you know if you do that, by mid-morning you're just going to be roasting. So you just freeze in the morning. And then in the evening, the sun's been out all day. It's heated up your home. It's super warm and you just want to crank up the AC and cool the house down. But you know that in the middle of the night, you'll be freezing because you have the AC cranked up and it's cold outside and you're just not comfortable when you go to sleep. So in our house, for instance, we all sleep upstairs. Our thermostat is on the main level. When you're laying in bed in the middle of the night and you wake up because you're sweating or you're freezing, the last thing you want to do is get out of your bed and have to walk downstairs. Now I know it's just downstairs. It's not that far. But the last thing you want to do is get out of your nice bed after you've been sleeping and you're tired and you just want to fall back asleep just to go down and turn the thermostat down a couple degrees or turn it up a couple degrees. And that's why we got the Nest because it has changed the way we do things and made it so much more convenient. Now, this is with any smart thermostat. It's not just the Nest. I mean, any smart thermostat will do this. So, we just happen to have the nests. So that's what I'm familiar with. Two other reasons why we got a smart thermostat. The first one is that it thinks. It is able to predict when you're going to turn on the heat or the air and kind of form a personalized schedule. 
When you're not home, it shuts off. It can detect when you're around. So when it sets the schedule, it knows, hey, they're usually not here between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. I can shut it off. And as it starts to learn your habits, it develops a schedule for you that saves you on electricity. The funny thing is that we have, <laughs> we have these uh, companies that call up, and they're solar installation companies. And they ask us if we've ever heard of solar. And, you know, we can save you up to $100 on your electrical bill. And we say, well, our electricity bill was 40 bucks last month. So, hey, if you want to pay us 60 bucks, that's fine. And they go, oh, okay. And they, they hang up on us, which is good. I love it when that happens. But that is the beauty of a smart thermostat. I think every home should have one. The convenience factor is through the roof, and it really just makes life so much nicer. And the last thing that convinced us to get one is, is being able to access a smart thermostat away from your house. So, for instance, you go on a trip. We tend to go out on vacation every summer uh, with the in-laws or with other groups of our family, and we'll be gone for a week. And we go in and we set our thermostat to away because we want it to know we're away and it can adjust accordingly. After a week, let's say it's the middle of summer, and we're driving back and we're an hour away from our home, we can just pull up our phone, turn on the air, and by the time we get home, comfy and cozy. It's not roasting in our house, but we haven't spent the last week cooling our house for no one. Now, another piece of tech that I love every spring and every fall is a sprinkling system controller. Now, I know that only applies to those of you with lawns because a lot of you probably live in apartments or townhouses or don't have to care for a lawn, but I have a pretty big lawn. It's about 6,000 square feet. In fact, we just moved into it in November. So this is my first summer dealing with the sprinkling system that was installed here. And it's a nightmare. It is a mess. I honestly don't know how the people who lived here before us watered their lawn. I'm just barely getting to the end of fixing it all. And in our old house, we kind of had a convenient way to get to the controller because it was bolted on the back of the house. In our new home, it's in the garage. That's not bad if you're working in the front yard, but in the backyard, you want to turn on a, a sprinkler. You're walking all the way to the garage and all the way back, and and if you see a big geyser shooting out of the ground, you got to run back to your garage and turn it off. And there's just a lot of running back and forth. But with this controller, I could be right next to the sprinkler I'm working on, turn the whole zone on and off, adjust it, and then move on to the next one. Just makes it so much easier to work on things. Now, do I need the smart thermostat? Do I need the smart sprinkler controller? No, I don't need them, but I'm so glad I have them. Now, as I said earlier, there are two sides to this. There are, there are two requirements. The first one is easy to set up. The Nest is easy to set up. Most smart thermostats are. It's just disconnecting your old one, putting in a couple wires, and you're good to go. 
The sprinkler controller is very similar. You just plug in a few wires. These companies make it really easy to set up. And then they should be invisible. Now, along with that, being easy to set up in turn increases your workflow, increases how quickly you can get things done, streamlines the process of really anything you do around your house. And in a sense, it saves you time, especially in a home environment. It allows you to do more things around the house, allows you to relax longer, to spend time with your family. In a work environment, it speeds up, let's say, how much product you can put out each month, how much work you can get done, and how better you can serve your clients. So anything that can assist with these small, aggravating little things you have to deal with in life is my kind of tech. I love that. That can kind of give you an indication of how I may look at a product or or some new big item that someone's trying to sell that they think everyone needs. Shall we hearken back to the Segway days? Now, I wasn't too old at the time. I was in my teenage years, but I remember it. There was so much hype around that thing and how it would change the course of human travel for this foreseeable future and how it was the biggest invention ever. And yeah, I guess they're okay to ride around on. The technology behind it is cool, but it definitely didn't revolutionize the transportation industry. Not at all. What it revolutionized was the transportation for mall cops and airport security. Now, I do have to admit, there are still things that I look at and I just want because they're cool. Let's face it. They're cool. And you want to get it because you want other people to think you're cool too. It's just how we are. It's just how we are as human beings. Like back when, earlier I had brought up the original iPhone and how revolutionary it was and how that truly did transform an everyday item that everyone carried with us into something that we had to have. And even today, 10 years after that phone launched, we see how the tech leaders have embraced that mindset and they have come out with these new ways to stay with the latest and greatest. I mean, you still look at, as much as Apple is behind the times, it seems like now, they still get so many people lined up for their brand new products around the world. It's, it's amazing. And so what do they do? They say, hey, come and do this program with us where every year you'll get a brand new iPhone. You can just upgrade to the newest model. We'll just take your old one back. And honestly, 10 years ago, that would have been incredible. I would have jumped on it like that because I always wanted the next big thing. But nowadays, my phone lifespan is three years. I went from wanting the next big thing, the next one, to going, uh, you know what, I'll do every other one. I'll do every other model. And then I jumped from every other model to about three years and I'm ready to get a new one. Really, it takes about that long to pay off the thing and make it worth your while. Now, maybe I'm out of touch because I can't afford a new phone every year. But I find that most manufacturers still support up to four or five previous generations. So your phone can last you that long. 
especially these other items, these this other tech that people have that companies have developed, they will last you a long time. Now, is it worth the investment? That's up to you. And it's not always money versus money. It's not apples to apples. Sometimes it's money versus productivity. Sometimes it's money versus time with family. Sometimes it's money versus travel time. So we always have to weigh these things. We always have to think in our minds, at least this is how I do it, is I think, how will that make my life, how will that item make my life more convenient? There's a couple that I still want to look into, but I can't really afford. The first one is LED lighting and the smart lighting, like from Philips and uh, LifeX and other companies that are attempting to do that. Because it does. It, it makes one little aspect of your life that much easier and that less complicated to think about. So in the case of smart lighting, one glance at your phone and you know all your lights are off in your house. The same goes for smart deadbolt locks, motorized blinds, smart garage doors, which is the worst thing for me. I can never remember to close the dang garage door. I think so far since we've lived here, I've left it open probably half a dozen times easily. Especially now in the warm months, it's just... Oh. For life of me, I cannot remember to close the dang garage door. So, sitting up in bed and thinking, did I close the garage door? All I do is pull out my iPhone. Yes, I did. Done. Back to bed. So hopefully this gave you an idea on how I view technology and, and what I look for in a product or in the latest thing that has come out. I mean, there's so many, so many amazing things that you just want to have and you know will make a big difference in your life at the smallest levels, but it feels big. So when I'm talking about things in the future, that's, the, that's kind of the angle I'm looking at. For instance, at the moment, I am on the fence about wireless earphones and earpods and earbuds. I use earbuds every day. I use inner monitors. I use the fancy stuff. And I love them. And I wish there wasn't a wire, but it has taken a very long time to get to that point. I mean, we were very close. Before, you get decent quality off of some wireless headphones. But now with the advancements in Bluetooth technology and other technologies, it's almost there. I have been on the fence for years about it. I still kind of am, but with some of the stuff that's coming out these days, it pretty much makes sense to go wireless. So we'll be talking about that in more detail in the future because I think we all use some form of earbud or earpod. Most of them have white wires hanging from them that we got with our iPhone. Because nowadays you have to use those because they have a lightning connector on the end instead of a eighth inch jack. But we'll also talk about that later. So that's kind of the broad spectrum of technology and how I see it affecting my life and whether I decide to make a purchase or not. Whether I decide that it is going to help me and it is worth it, you know, comparing money to time, money to travel, 
money to efficiency. Is it worth that money that we spend up front? Well, I'd like to thank you guys again for tuning in. If you want to email me, please do. Just send it to Ryan at hightechonlife.com. Let me know what you think. Let me know if there's anything you want me to cover, any subjects that you'd love to hear. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at hightechonlife, H-I techonlife. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Those are kind of the places that we can interact and we can talk a little more about these things and really have a conversation because it is difficult because these are pre-recorded that I can't really talk to you guys live. So please follow me there. Send any questions my way. Send any cool things that you've heard about that you want me to check out. Because I'm all, I'm all in for scoping out new products and new tech and send it my way because I want to see it. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I will talk with you in the next one. Bye.